Hey, David. Yeah. I'm sad. Why are you sad? Okay. So I jinxed myself. I read this article that the OPP, the Ontario Provincial Police, are ticketing left lane bandits. Now, you might be like, what is a left lane bandit? Yeah, I'm actually wondering what a left lane bandit is. On major highways that have three lanes or more, a left lane bandit is considered somebody who is going lower than the average speed of the highway hanging out in the passing lane. Okay. Uh, I read that article. I'm like, this don't affect me. I've never seen a left lane bandit on the highway, like traveling up and down the 401. And when I do, they're doing about a buck 20 and then they just move over when you flicker your lights at them. Well, that's because you're the left lane bandit. No, no, I'm passing. If I'm going faster than the person in front of me in the left lane, I'm passing. Yeah. But if you've never seen the left lane bandit, that means that you're the left lane bandit. No, I, I would only be the left lane bandit if I'm not going faster than the average speed of traffic. Okay. Which is the whole thing. And today I got caught behind five different people. I read this article yesterday. It has ruined my life. <laughs> okay, so hold up. So what what determines the average speed of traffic? You passed your driver's test in Ontario, right? Yeah, yeah. But so the, aver- for, the average the speed of the highway. I don't really know. So, so like, if you're on a 400 series highway in Canada. That's called the, a freeway in the United States. Friends. Yes, but sorry. The, interstate, stuff like that. All of our numbers, or all of our highways are numbered atrociously above 400 for no reason. Well, no, it's actually, there's, like, uh, single digit ones are usually just, like, two lane or city city streets. And then um, 400 Killing. series highways are... <laughs> Have uh, usually have three to four lanes. Okay, anyway, so. anyway, yeah, yeah. And there's one that's a toll road. Anyways, oh, yeah. the average speed is so you have your right lane to your left lane. Your right lane is like the slower lane. It's also the the merging lane to and from ramps. You have your middle one or two lanes, which are designed to hold the average speed of traffic. So if the average speed of traffic is 110. That's typically where it goes. You see a lot of truckers kind of hang out in those lanes because that's the average speed. That's probably as fast as they can go because they have limiters on their vehicles anyways. Then you have the far, uh, like the left lane and the middle left lane, which are designed to help people who are not necessarily in a hurry, but people who are driving a little bit faster or capable of driving a little bit faster to help the flow of traffic, the ebbs and flows, because Like some people want to stay on the highway for multiple kilometers. Other people want to go on for like a few kilometers and then get off at the next exit. And Mm. you shouldn't be a right lane driver on the left side of the road. It just makes no sense. Do you know what does make sense though? Uh, Getting the fuck out of the way. That in this episode of the (laughs) Scene on Screen podcast. What's up, my beautiful people? Today is a wonderful day because as of this moment, I no longer have to drive up and down the 401 every day to get to work. I officially work locally to the city I live in. Oh, wow. Congratulations. I know. I'm super excited. Uh, so I'm very... what's, what's, your, what's your commute like now? Um, honestly, 
it would take me longer to drive to work than I would to walk. Oh, wow. So, like, down the street. Yeah. Like, across the street. Yeah, like, it, it would be more inconvenient for me to pull the vehicle out of the parking area. Wow. That's awesome. That's a I, dream. I, I, I'm going to drive one day just for fun, though, just to say I did it. Your first day on the job, just drive so that you're not late. I was actually thinking about recording a video and posting it on, like, our TikTok and be like, <laughs> commuter days. <laughs> yeah. Because I bet you the drive would be the length of a TikTok. I could get the whole thing in without fast forwarding. Or, yeah. like, running Are it at a faster speed. And you wouldn't have any left lane bandits. Now, I have a question about that, though. So if I'm driving down the 401 and I'm going like 120, like 20 kilometers over the speed limit, 130, right? Sure. Am I not allowed to be in the left lane? If like, or if someone's coming behind me and they're going like 140, do I need to move over? Yes. The left lane is always for passing. Now, what if I just keep speeding up? I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, For those playing commute- bingo at home five minutes in. Yeah, I speaking you. of commutes to work, though, I got a new way I'm going to get to work. Oh, shit. Is it happening? Yeah. yeah, I did a bad thing. Just did a bad thing. I regret the thing I did. And you're wondering what it is. Tell you what I You know, my favorite part about that theme song is it was a TikTok and played hundreds of thousands of times. And we turned it into our own segment. Yeah, we made it our own. You and I did a bunch of bad things this week. Yeah. I got in a little bit of trouble. Oh, I got in a lot of trouble. I can't see how you got into that much trouble spending far less than I could have imagined you would have spent. I know, but I still got in. (laughs) I got in a lot of trouble, which is really funny. I bought a uh, electric scooter. Now, 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 before you're all like, "Whoa, man, that's the coolest thing ever. Hear me out. It's really not. It's actually pretty freaking sweet. You know, like Segway, right? The company Segway. Yes. Yeah. They kind of got into that. The electric commute like the electric scooter business and in cities like toronto and like uh, like vancouver stuff like that like big cities um you know how you can rent bicycles yes and and a lot of states like cities in the united states i guess as well are starting this well now you can rent electric scooters um so there's the the company that made this one it's bird B-I-R-D, but it's essentially, it's literally there's a sticker that says like made by Segway. Anyways. Bird, bird. So uh, yeah, this thing, I got a sweet deal. This is like a $700 scooter. It's top speed unmodified is 25 kilometers an hour, which that's pretty fast. Yeah. That's quite a. A hefty speed. It's got a pretty nice front light on there as well. It's got under lights, like undercarriage lights, you know, like all the cool, cool cars that you see with the loud mufflers and the LED lights along the bottom. 
and you, I got that on my scooter in 2004. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so if you got a $700 scooter for practically nothing, why didn't I get a $700 scooter for practically nothing? Well, cause they only had one and I had well, my connection. This so seems awful rude. We, you want to know how much I paid for this? I, well, I told you listeners, you want to know how much I paid for this? Yeah. I paid, you know, $200. You'd be wrong. I paid a grand total out of my own pocket of $13 and that's tax. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have connections pretty much. Uh, one of my good friends who was a manager at a store that I know uh, was this box was taking up a room in their back room and they wanted to get rid of it. So they asked me if I wanted it. I said, I will give you $100 for that. And then I used a bunch of points that I had saved up at the well, store you you were like we're not going to name the store but they i know it's shoppers they, drug mart they, they take <laughs> points as currency <laughs> i yeah, give you so, much gold so i uh brought it home i actually dropped the box in the parking lot <laughs> it's like oh i'm actually God. surprised you took the box upstairs you're gonna be like look at what i got well but no you're a dum-dum what do you mean Oh no! Okay, so here's the thing. You got so, in trouble. That's that's well, the yeah, thing. no. Well, here's the thing about that. Um, Angela picked me up from work today because she had uh, she had some errands to do. Essentially, she had to go do her placement. So she picked me up from work, and I was like, "We have to make a detour before we get home." She's like, "Where are we going?" I'm like, uh, "Shoppers Drug Mart." She's like, "Why?" Like I'm getting an electric scooter, and literally the whole you should time should have been there, like I'm getting bread. <laughs> the whole time there, she was like, "No," <laughs> yeah, she's pretty mad. But then uh, I paid thirteen dollars for a seven hundred dollars scooter. You, you this, know what this they thing say. goes for six ninety nine on Amazon right now. Um, and I was I was reading a a thread on Red Flag Deals from back in like June of uh, last year. And it was like going on sale. Like people were getting it for, you know, like $300 after redeeming like 200,000 points and stuff like that. Like thinking that it was a good deal. I got a great deal. So I was looking this up and you can, it, this, this one is slightly modified from like the base or the like OEM Segway one or whatever it may be. Uh, essentially they've limited it uh, or like the dashboard the, the motherboard firmware, I guess it's the firmware, is limited in a sense that uh, they've disabled Bluetooth connection, so you can't connect it to your phone for like any controls that way. Uh, it's always in sport mode, and its maximum speed is... It, it's set to its top maximum speed always. Like, you can't really control it. Wait, so um, there's no throttle body on it? Oh, no, no. They're, like, I can control the speed, but if I go throttle all the way, it's only going to to a maximum speed of up to 25 kilometers an hour. Okay. So I want you to think about what you just said, process it. And of course, if you open the throttle all the way, it's only going to go as fast as its limitations are. Right. No, but so the, the original one, right? Like the non bird branded one or whatever it may be, doesn't have, um, well, because the dashboard has Bluetooth, you can flash, uh, a custom firmware on it to actually modify it so that you can make it run faster. Interesting. Right? So, uh, yeah, I, I looked this up and I can do um, some simple soldering and use a, a reprogrammer connection on my computer to actually 
set the firmware back to like the OEM and then install a custom one or I can buy a, a new dashboard that has Bluetooth enabled by default. You're going to hit um, one like bump on the sidewalk and you're going to be a patient <laughs> at your own office. Well, that's the thing. I was like, you know what? Good thing is like if I uh, get to work and I, you know, had a, a few teeth knocked out, they can just put them right back in before I start my shift. It'll be great. Um, um, no, this thing's pretty sweet. So I took it for test drive it's it was kind of gloomy today and and the roads and everything's still kind of wet so i'm waiting for like the the nice spring weather when things are kind of more dry but uh i rode it up and down the hallway of the apartment uh like you know the hallway hallway with which connects all the apartment doors man this thing gets goes pretty fast I was getting it's okay it's sucking miles per hour that's another thing i can't change it to kilometers per hour right now i have to wait for the modification to happen. But anyway, so I was getting it up to like 11 or 12 miles per hour. What is that in kilometers? Probably about 25. I'm looking this up. Uh, 17. It it's about 17.7 kilometers per hour is 11 miles per hour. So yeah, 19 kilometers per hour is, for 12 miles like i was going 19 kilometers per hour down the hallway my my hair was blowing i could feel a breeze and all i was thinking as i was like zooming down there is like all i need is for someone to come out of their apartment building and i would just smoke them so but, uh, are you gonna yeah. get a nice cool bucket helmet put a sticker on it that says burton or um may the first burton? be with you i don't yeah, know i, I think just... i'm actually gonna probably put like uh the empire symbol on it it's like it's a pretty it's i don't know it's a pretty sleek design like it's all black uh it does say bird on it in a white kind of section of, on it but i might put some star wars stuff on there why not nice do you want to know what i did i did but some hold bad on. things I calculated before I bought this, I calculated, okay, what's the distance to work and what's the average distance on a, on a single charge. So it's an average distance of about 25 kilometers that it can get on a one charge. And the distance from where I live to work is about five and a half kilometers. So I'm like golden for taking it to and from work. Yeah. What if you, uh, so, so sorry, what was the max distance again? 25 kilometers. Nice. So you can pretty much charge it every night. It's, it's going to be like a, a smartwatch. They claim it'll last it. two days, but it never does. Well, it, actually, my smartwatch lasts two days. Um, the, the thing is, is like I could get two full days of to and from work. Well, good for you. Good for you. I want a free scooter. Yeah. I'm, well, it wasn't free. I paid $13 for it. I want a free scooter. Oh, and it came with the bell on it, too. Of course it did. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to show, I'll, I'll post some pictures on our Instagram and you guys are going to be so jealous. I, I really don't think I will be. Yeah, you will. I can't wait to try it though. Yeah, I'll bring it down sometime. Next we'll, time I come we'll, down. We'll zip around the mall parking lot. Yeah, why not? We'll do some sweet jumps. Can you name it Sasha the Scooter? Uh, I'll think about it. It's a fierce name. <laughs> See, you, you did a bad thing that way. I, I did two bad things. One got me in a little bit more trouble than the other. Uh oh. So I bought an iPad. The iPad Air, to be exact, the the fourth generation, the one that came out this year. 
Um, I will say though, like the design is impeccable now. It's very, it's squared off, which looks really nice. The bezel is very small. The touch ID is very like, it's, it's just a lot better than what it used to be. Like the buttons on the top, there's no button on the front. It's very nice. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. The, uh, the ability to have multiple tabs open, I mean, is long overdue for any Apple product, but it, uh, it works very well. Like in, 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 what do you mean multiple tabs? open? Like I can, I can have a, I could be watching YouTube while like doing Photoshop or something. Oh, like multi-window. Yeah. Multi-window. Yeah. Welcome to like five years ago. I know. I, I did say I, I like, it was pretty overdue, but I got the iPad cause I have the phone. It makes it easier. Thing that got me in trouble is for Valentine's Day. Uh oh. Chris and I don't do like a lot of gifts for Valentine's Day because, like, we kind of go overboard at Christmas. The year is a gift, right? Well, no. Like, this is the first um, Valentine's Day in like five years, maybe six, that I wasn't at a conference for work, like the day before and the day of. All right. Which, which makes it interesting because. Like, usually I'm gone for the two days before, so we don't really do anything. Sometimes we go away, but we don't really buy gifts. So I bought I bought her a gift and whatever. And uh, I got her one of those big chocolate smash hearts. You know that? What is that? Uh, the ones from the internet. So it's like a big shell chocolate heart, and you smash it with a hammer, and you get all the candy inside it. And, like, you filled yours with condoms and stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. the bakery did. <laughs> Smash my heart. What's inside? Endless sex. Um, <laughs> with that being said, though, um, she was like, I'm going to give you X amount of uh, money to buy two Frisbee golf discs. I was like, yeah, I want new disc golf discs. This is awesome. So I start screwing around on a website and my buddy's putting in an order from a site. So the picture I, I sent you was three discs that mm-hmm. cost more than $60. And like the agreement was, if she'd give me 60 bucks, I'd buy the discs. But stupid me. I've also been in some auctions for the last few days on like some of the Facebook pages. And I like, I, I like a certain mold of putter. Um, they're called a, a Luna. It's a Paul Macbeth mold for you disc golf fans out there. You probably already know because it's a huge disc craft brand and blend. And I won one in an auction. I was like, perfect. And I got a really good deal on it. So I was like, okay, this is this is about average price if I went into the store. I mean, and I'm not paying for shipping. So I win. Mm-hmm. Then I find a tour series one. And I paid a little bit more for that one because tour series is more expensive. And it's also collector for some people. But it's a better plastic and it's different. And then I start trading people discs. And I go to Chris the other day. I'm like... Can you check the mail? She's like, you will need to check the mail an awful lot. I'm like, yeah, I have like six discs coming. <laughs> I forgot the part where I didn't tell her I bought six Frisbees. And I, but I mean, she allowed you to buy th- two up to $60 worth of Frisbees. Yes. And then I just added on four other ones. But like two of them didn't cost me anything because they were like, I just traded for discs I already had. So, I mean, tomato, tomato. Like, I had two collector's discs from brands I don't like or, like, I don't use. And somebody found it. Well, somebody had a better use for them, so I traded for them. I got, I'm got. i holding one of them right now. It's uh, 
we might cover some disc golf at some point on this podcast. But uh, it's a wait. You're saying you're holding your disc right now while we're recording? I am. Jeez, man. Um, I could post a picture on our Instagram. No one wants to see you holding your disc on Instagram. The foil that's pressed onto the disc is Benjamin Franklin foil. It's called the it's called the money stamp. So it shimmers in the light, and you can see Ben Franklin's all over it. Wow, interesting. And you don't like that one? No, no. This is one that I got in a trade for one that I didn't like. Uh, I traded somebody who um, is um, really into um, like this tournament down in the States. And that was a disc that I got in a mystery box. So it worked out. Everybody's happy. Everybody happy. That's good. And those are the bad things that I did this week. I don't recall doing any other ones. I might've, but I don't remember. Or you just know that Carissa listens to our show. And yeah, the one, the one time she like, turns it on and is actually paying attention while it's on in the background. Yeah. You did what? <laughs> oh, I did one other thing. Uh-oh. Uh, um, I, <laughs> I bought, um, a water bottle. Um, Oh, that's not bad. You need to stay hydrated. I, I bought it because I saw it on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, that's bad. Cause you, okay. Like yeah. people were putting it in their videos and stuff and you bought it. Yeah. What does it do? It keeps your water cold. That's it? That's it. Why'd you buy it then? Um, I really don't know. I thought it would be cool for when we start putting like doing videos, just keeping it in the background. <laughs> so you bought a water bottle to, as a prop? I tried to get a spot. Like I applied for a sponsorship. Okay. For a commercial for our podcast. A cross promotion. Speaking of which, the cross promotion guys love them. Uh, the well, I can't remember the name of the password. Uh, the, the password. The password. <laughs> no, their podcast, the Xbox Gamers. They're they're a fun show, really fun show. You guys should check them out. Like that's what the cross promos are for, guys. Yeah. Um. Oh, one other thing I did this weekend, which is also considered a bad thing, and, dude. And, and you and you mean the weekly gaming on Xbox podcast, right? Yes, yes. Sorry, what did I call it? The Xbox Gamers podcast. The Xbox Gamers. Guy, I apologize. These are great guys. Listen to the podcast. I don't remember the name. No, that's all right. No, they're cool guys. Um, good show. So I spent fifteen dollars the other day. Uh oh, fifteen bucks on on what did you spend fifteen dollars on? Pokemon Go. Oh my god, really? You're still playing yeah. that game? So I've um I think I've told you this in the past, maybe not. Um, I started playing Pokemon Go again, probably middle of the pandemic. Um, well, I mean. Not the real middle of the pandemic, but mainly like in the like summer lockdown, last, lockdown number number two, one. Right? I started I started playing in about May or June last year again. Okay, I so wasn't putting be... a lot of money into it because you could always get like if you complete challenges and stuff, you can get like raid passes and right remote raid passes and stuff, which is cool. Um, but there was an event where you had the uh, the ability on Saturday to catch all of the original 150 Pokemon. And there was like a bunch of capture challenges and stuff. And I was playing with a guy at work and this game like does help me a little bit with uh, some anxiety things. Like it's just, if I want to just kind of like disappear for a little bit, I will go and 
walk around and catch Pokemon or battle the gym. Yeah. Like very basic. I just but do shrooms. I, <laughs> I'm just joking. I, I do meth. I played it and I really I'm enjoyed it because it was, it was fun. Everybody was like shiny hunting and doing all these fun things. The one thing you mentioned to me when I told you originally, you're like, how are you playing that? Like you can't go anywhere. The one thing that I love about this game now is they've given a, the ability, like there's now an ability to play the game without being in areas that have necessarily Pokestops or gyms. Gyms you can reach if they have raids with uh, a um, like a remote raid pass. So you can play with friends by just reaching the gym and then inviting them. If they have remote raid passes, they can play as well. Really so cool. someone else has to be at that gym location. Nope. I'm like, there's no gyms where my apartment is, but there's like two across the road, but far enough that we'd have to like walk 10 minutes to get there. Type of thing. Okay. Five, 10 minutes. But if we have a remote raid pass and there's like a legendary Pokemon or something that we want to capture, we can use the remote raid pass to join it from the house. So you don't actually have to go. Uh, Niantic and Pokemon did this to keep people from gathering in large areas, right? What I found interesting about the event this weekend is there were so many massive, like almost every raid I joined had like eight to 10 people, but I'd be sitting at them like because there's one in my store and there was nobody around. People were just joining them remotely. Same goes with like collecting uh, Pokestops. Sometimes like Team Rocket will float over you in a hot air balloon. So you can still participate in the game and they drop like um, Pokeballs and potions and stuff. So like they've made the game accessible for people who can't get out and play, but they've also made it more rewarding if you can get out and play. It's, Mm. I know you were asking about it, but it's very interesting to me that they're like, they've kept the game kind of alive. And I didn't realize this until the other day, this game came out in 2016. Oh yeah, it came this, out forever ago. This game came out when I moved to Toronto. And I remember like driving around like I lived on my own at the time. I would like leave work and I would drive by all the poker stops and swipe them. When it was slightly less bad to drive with your cell phone. I said slightly. <laughs> <laughs> but like I remember the hype, like you'd be like, oh my God. There let's let's go Pokemoning. And you'd like go out with your friends and you walk around a park for like three hours. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, I'm out of Pokeballs. Damn, that's going to cost me like $2. <laughs> and now it's just like, it's it's fun. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's fun. I honestly think the last time I played was when I was down visiting you in Toronto. Oh, the time that um, the the guys came down and we like yeah. went raiding all day. Yeah. Like we went to the bar. And everybody was like, oh, this is fun. And then we're like, let's go find Pokemon. And your afternoon was ruined until we got back to drink. And again, yeah, I was so under leveled because I had never played that. I like couldn't do anything. Yeah, the game's a little bit easier for people to participate as well now. So that makes it a little bit more fun. Um, speaking of participation. How do you feel about award shows? I Just in them. general. You just hate them. I hate them. What was your favorite award show growing up? Um, was it the Teen Choice Awards or was it the MTV Movie Awards? You know what? Honestly, I've never really been one for award shows. I think that for the most part, 
they're just a bunch of pompous, pretentious people patting themselves on their back for being rich and famous. See, that's why I like the MTV ones and the Teen Choice, because it was more about like the fans and stuff, right? Or yeah, like, yeah, Teen Choice was all fans. But so. it's just like, you know, praising famous people, making them more famous. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just a big circle jerk. <laughs> well, we are on the absolute heels of the Golden Globes. You know, they're this weekend. Or don't you? Because like, they're not really advertised unless you have cable. No. Who's really like looking for advertisements? I don't see them on Instagram. Don't see them on Facebook. You Which see is them like on like super surprising too, because like we, we hear so much about the Oscars, right? It's mm-hmm. always such a big deal. But then Golden Globes come around, and it's always it's always like one of those things that it's an afterthought for people. Like, oh yeah, Golden Globes happened. I wonder what foreign film won this year. So the Golden Globes are always like don't win anything. (laughs) They're the gateway drug too, right? Like they're the ones like if you win a Golden Globe, you've pretty much won an Oscar. Here's what. Like I was talking about this at work today and I was like, I was shocked because I couldn't tell you most of these movies. I was asked like for best motion picture drama as an example, which movie should win? Okay. Here's a list of five movies. The father. Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Women, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. How many of those movies have you seen? None. How many have you heard of? Um, the only father I've heard of is not this movie. Luke's father. Um, exactly. But and it has a, the father has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Would you have possibly heard of or seen one of these movies, potentially, if you were interested in the trailer? Would you have seen these in theaters? Any of them? Possibly. Um, Potentially. I I do enjoy going to see kind of less mainstream movies in theaters. Yeah. What was the last less mainstream movie you saw? Was it you know 1712? What? I, I honestly, or 1812? 1917, you mean? Whatever, the war that movie. That was still a pretty big mainstream movie. Um, I honestly don't even remember the last movie I saw in theaters. Embarrassingly, I think mine was Spider-Man. I have a feeling that mine might have been Spider-Man as well. Which is crazy. No, that's it can't like it can't be. The only reason I say, like, for me, the only reason I say that is because I'm going to have to look at a list of all the movies that came out between July 2019 and January 2020. Because I know I didn't see anything in January or February. But I I have a a hard time believing that the last movie I saw was in July of 2019. You know, this movie does sound, seem kind of interesting. The Trial of the Chicago 7. In 1969, seven people were charged by the federal government with conspiracy and more, arising from the protests at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago. It's got some pretty good actors in there. Interesting. I might have to check this out. It's got Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, no. All right, so 2019. I I remember seeing the trailer for this one, yeah. Here are just some of the big movies that came out. Oh, my God. Okay, so the biggest movie of the year was Avengers Endgame. I saw it in theaters. 
Didn't see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Saw Captain Marvel. Didn't see Parasite. Didn't see The Gentleman. Didn't see Knives Out. Didn't see The Joker. Um, when maybe, did... I thought, maybe it was The Joker that I saw last. 1917, which I didn't see in theaters. I'm looking down the list. Dark Phoenix, I didn't see. Rise of the Skywalker, you would have seen that. Yeah. So that, that was, was probably the last movie. Well, that was, yeah. Uh, not necessarily, actually, because everything didn't shut down until March. No, but like the last movie of 2019, you said it was Spider-Man that happened in July. And did it. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker happened in December. Oh, I saw Jumanji. When did Jumanji come out? That might be my last one. So either way, like that's still so long ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like wild. I remember. Wait a second. No, I saw John Wick with you. I did not see that at the movie theater. That was the last movie you saw. I don't know. No, we didn't. <clears throat> I digress. Anyways. <laughs> The reason I bring this up is, and I'm sorry you guys had to go through that. That's a, that's quite the, the trip. Would this year, the year 2020, or last year, I guess, would this year have not have been the perfect time to give people screeners for films? Or at least pick movies for these categories that were... Influenced by streaming services. Like last year, we saw Mulan get the first ever um, paid straight to streaming release. Yeah, Palm, and it failed miserably. Actually, it, it succeeded. I looked into the numbers today. Um, Palm Springs, which won TIFF and a few other, or TIFF Sundance and a few other major film. Um, festivals. It debuted on Hulu last summer, which was awesome. And now it's on Amazon. If you haven't seen that movie, it's very good. Please check it out. Um, we saw Pixar put onward um, straight to Disney Plus. We saw Trolls and everything else um, DreamWorks did get all thrown on streaming services within no time, right? Now, a lot of those are big, big movies, right? The biggest movie of last year that didn't come out on streaming would have been Black Widow because they kept delaying it, kept delaying it. Even Free Guy got delayed. Fast and the Furious Black 9. Black Widow hasn't come out yet. Yes, but it got delayed three times. They could have released it. Oh, yeah. They just chose not to. Which is giving us the... Uh, the, I, I the year the, of Marvel. I think the problem with uh, these award shows and streaming services is that there's there's this uh, secret society that controls these award shows. I'm just joking. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Like streaming services have always kind of been not seen as theater right uh and over the last few years especially with like some of these netflix originals um and netflix is actually and amazon has started doing it recently as well 
and I, I'm sure we'll start seeing more with uh, Disney um, now that they have Disney no, but, 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 yeah. but I mean uh, I, I think now that these these companies are funding these films to be uh, Netflix originals, Amazon Prime originals, Disney Plus originals. Um, the organizations that do these award shows, Golden Globes, Oscars, they need to um, recognize these platforms as viable options for great cinema. Um, and traditionally, all of these movies and stuff like that that we see in the Oscars and stuff like that only have ever really been um, theatrical released movies. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards that, you know, they're released on streaming services. Um, but this, the last year is a prime example. Like you said, there's a ton of movies that were released on streaming services that will never get a theatrical release. It doesn't mean that they are less of a movie because they didn't make, you know, the millions and millions of dollars that they would have made in Cineplex and AMCs and stuff like that. Well, yeah, that wasn't necessarily my argument though. It was more or less why in a year where nobody could go to the movies, would you not make the movies that would be eligible for award shows more accessible to the people who would be interested in watching the award shows. Okay. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is, and, and it comes down to money though. Right. Um, it's, it's difficult because like I said, though, you know, the Oscars and golden globes, they don't necessarily recognize Netflix original films or Amazon prime films as being viable options for, um, award shows. So if, these studios that make these movies push these movies onto streaming services. Does it diminish the value or the perceived quality of that film? Because then it's no longer a cinema piece. It's a direct to TV film. Right. And I think that's been a big issue uh, over the last few years. And I, I know that in the past it's come up, problems where um people who have have made films and they have been denied uh, nominations to the oscars and stuff like that because they didn't have a theatrical release um and even still like the golden globes there's um there's issues going on with even um potentials for you know like best pictures and stuff like that because they have all these stupid arbitrary rules that you know like films need to be you know 90 percent made in north america uh, or like 50 percent in english and stuff like that whereas like there's this whole we're, we're living in a time where foreign films are should be more accessible to people and i think um Parasite is a prime example of this. Parasite won Best Picture, and there's people that were outraged that it won Best Picture in Oscars, right? Because it was a Korean movie, right? Like it, because uh, you know a foreign film beat out an American-made film, and you know the Oscars are Hollywood and stuff like that, right? Like it, it's bullshit. But I think that's the problem. You know, when something goes onto a streaming service, the powers that be 
see it as a lesser quality product. But, you know, Palm Springs is a prime example. Like it, sh- it was shown on some um, film festivals and stuff like that. Yeah, and it did and really, it really put, well. And it was put on uh, streaming services. And it's a great movie. We watched it. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and things like, um, what was that like three hour long one with Danny DeVito and not Danny DeVito. Um, shit, what's his name? They were like mobsters or something like that. The wait, the one that Zach Braff did going in style? No, um, the Irishman. Oh, who is that? Uh, that was that was two years Robert ago. De Niro. That's what I mean. Al Pacino, but that was 2019. But this was like a Netflix, like this came to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's a long movie, three and a half hours, but uh, it it's one of these things that this movie I know a lot of people kind of pass it up not only because it was like over three hours long but um like award shows and stuff like that kind of pass it up because it was a direct to uh streaming services you know and on i'm just looking up the rotten tomato score uh 95 percent critic rating and 86 percent audience rating like it's apparently a really good movie i have not yet blocked out you know a quarter of my day to watch it um, but it, this is a prime example. Like, I think if this movie came out in theaters, we could have seen it running for maybe like best drama or something like that. In, See, I, in I, think, I think you and I are arguing two very different things because at the end of the day, like I'm looking at a category right now, which is best motion picture, musical or comedy. Mm-hmm. And all five films were street, like streaming services. Okay. Yeah, and one, I, I, one did make it so, into theaters, but that was just a, a time thing. What I what I'm arguing again for everyone is: Would some of these movies that we were not able to see in theaters be more? Um, would the people at home be more receptive to some of these films if they were able to see them? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yes. Everybody in Hollywood gets a screener, right? Like, hey, watch your friend's movie. You could have put screeners on Prime. You could have put screeners on Apple. Like, Apple is releasing a huge movie. Um, Actually, like, for the day this podcast airs on Fridays, check out Cherry. The Russo brothers did a Tom Holland movie. And it's releasing on Apple TV. Because streaming services are now paying large amounts of money. But that's on the argument side of David. What I'm saying is like movies like Palm Springs, as an example, everybody had accessibility to because if you had Hulu or you had Amazon Prime three months later, you got to see it. Something like The Father or uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7, that released in movie theaters. COVID happened. People couldn't go to the movie theaters. Could you have not thrown it on? Maybe not Netflix. Netflix seems kind of like you're no frills of streaming services now, especially with the Disney news we're going to hit on in a little bit. But could you have not have thrown this on like HBO Max mm-hmm. where like, like a, like a higher subscription service to at least give people the opportunity to see these movies. That's what I'm arguing right now, because I think when you look at the golden globes and subsequently the Oscars, they don't have the, the zip anymore. Like there's just no interest from large amounts of people. Like I'm interested in it because this is the industry we are in. 
like you and I have committed chunks of time to covering television, movies, video games, board games. That's what we want to do with our lives as uh, like a, a side quest, if you will. That's what we that's what we have passion and interest in. We went to school for television. Did we end up in television? No, but we still have a love for that kind of stuff. Not everybody else has that same flame. Like I'm willing to bet like Angela or Carissa probably do not care about the trial of the Chicago seven. Unless you show them a trailer and you're like, Hey, we should watch this. And then yeah, you like the, they wouldn't, they wouldn't search it out. Yeah. You do the bad thing. You, uh, you sail the, the high seven seas, you find a copy of the movie and you watch it. And that's how it works. But this year was such a failure by the, the people who run the Academy and the Golden Globes because we didn't get to see these movies. They were less accessible this year than they have ever been. And that's not our fault. It is my fault if I choose not to go see an Oscar movie or a, an Oscar potential movie in theaters because I don't want to spend money. Thousand percent, that is my fault. It's not my fault if I can't go to the theater to not see the movie. Mm-hmm. And like that's where I'm at. But like again, just going over that one that one category. We're not going to go over a lot. We'll probably cover the Golden Globes next week after they're done because David and I aren't going to make a bunch of guesses for you guys. Especially on things that we don't know about. Yeah, like and this, you listeners know that we always know what we're talking about. Yeah, sixty percent <laughs> of the time it works every time. That's why I also really resonated with the MTV Movie Awards years ago, right? Because it was just like, yeah, there was the fun ones like Best Kiss, and people would always be like, yeah, it's the movie where the two chicks kissed or whatever, and people are oh, super Toby Maguire and, and Kirsten uh, Kristen Dunst, Kristen Dunst, mm. but. And then there'd be like best action sequence, best action start. Those were fun movie, like movie awards. Um, best motion picture, musical, or comedy is a great category. It has Borat, subsequent movie film, Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Hamilton, Disney Plus, music, Amazon, Palm Springs, Amazon Hulu, The Prom, Netflix, Amazon. None of those hit theaters. Well, I think The Prom did, but then theaters got closed again. So, oops. Mm-hmm. And like the prom also had like James Corden and I, th- I want to say Meryl Streep. I think I've got the right movie. This move, this category is very interesting to me for one reason. People have already like kind of said that Hamilton's going to win. Why can Hamilton win? It's a Broadway musical that won pretty much every Tony possible. But it's three years old, and all it is 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 a recording. Disney just recorded the play. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Borat should win that category, or mm-hmm. Palm Springs. Palm Springs was a delightful movie. Borat was A, hilarious, and B, the stuff he pulled off in that movie was incredible. And the fact that he was able to do it. The Mike Pence really? thing alone. Give that guy an award. <laughs> um, there is one other category that I wanted to go over really quickly. <clears throat> Excuse me as I'm dying. Um, actually, I'll go over two really quickly. Uh, best actor in a motion picture musical or comedy. Again, interesting that it's all these films. Sasha Baron Cohen, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Andy Samberg, Dev Patel, and James Corden. And people are mad James Corden got in, but Golden Globes, you can nominate yourself and your cast can nominate you. That's kind of how it works. It's not like the people are nominating. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the have you heard of the Golden Globes controversy? There is already one. Well, which one is it? The Emily in Paris one. So best television series, Emily in Paris. Um Okay, so that one's a Netflix series. The Flight Attendant is HBO, The Great, I'm not sure, Shits Creek, CBC, Netflix, at yeah, CBC still representing. And Ted Lasso, Disney Plus, or um, Apple TV, sorry. There is word out there from industry sources and sources close to Emily in Paris that they have an unfair advantage and should win the Golden Globe without any sort of trouble. The reason being is they flew out the judging committee to Paris where the the, the show is shot. For a uh, luxurious set visit, they were put up in five-star hotels. They were, like, taken to Paris. (laughs) Uh, Essentially, they were boozed and schmoozed to the point where they bought the vote, essentially. So if Emily in Paris wins, we know why. If they lose, we also know why. Um, But they have been slapped with an allegation of ethical conflict. Crazy, like, yeah, like I didn't know you had to cheat to watch the Golden Globes or to win the Golden Globes. <laughs> oh, come on, Sony cheats to uh, win Game of the Year awards. Oh my god, I love how you still can't let that go. I won't, I'll never let it go. But last thing on the award show, really quickly, Shits Creek, Canada represent. That's all I gotta say. Canada represent. Isn't the cast mostly Canadian or all Canadian? Like the main cast is all Canadian. Uh, I don't actually watch it, but I I believe Catherine O'Hara is um, Canada's unsung daughter. Um, And then the levies are Canadian, I believe, too. So that's a lot of. um, It's a lot of Canadian content there. Shit's Creek. Um, Sarah Levy is also in Shit's Creek. Holy shit. Is the whole family in it? Um, I just want to know where they're from. Eugene Levy is from dum, 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 born in Hamilton, Ontario. Catherine O'Hara born in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, Dan Levy born in Toronto, Ontario. All Canadian. I mean, the main cast. So. Moving on to streaming services that flex their big ass muscles this week. Did you see the content drop for Star? Well, it's not for Star. Well, Disney Plus is Star. Yeah, because they own everything now. Yeah. My it's God. Pretty hefty. It was it was I I, I want to use gross, but in the positive content like affliction. Gross as in disgustingly amazing the the scientific term gross as in large what was the um the thing that stood off the page for you the most dinosaurs no but that dinosaurs was like two weeks ago on just disney plus no it wasn't yes it was i i literally have a picture that i sent to somebody from weeks ago where i watched it really it shows up on the stars thing yeah but see that's my problem with Disney Plus right now. The interface is so broken that stars and everything is just all over the place. Because if you just open regular Disney Plus right now, like I can see Scrubs as just a comedy series. But 
it's also under Star. Star got some crazy shiznit. All of Family Guy, all of Bob's Burgers, all of Futurama, all of American Dad, all of The Cleveland Show. That's a hell of a lot of content. Which is uh, interesting because Amazon Prime also has um, Bob's Burgers. Yes, I don't think it has a complete series, though. Oh, maybe. Because Star is the only one that's carrying all seasons. The other thing is, like, it makes me wonder if Netflix is going to lose some of these contracts, like Family Guy. Because Fox Mm -hmm. is owned by Disney, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Some of the the television shows like Homeland, The Resident, Sons of Anarchy, Empire, Siren, 24, 911, lots of good shows that are coming out in drama. The movies they added, fairly hefty. I can't believe like even the comedy section. There's so much stuff there that I'm like, oh my God. I've been wondering where I could see this. The only problem is the interface is so bad with Disney Plus that there's a list of like 300 things that were added and you can't see it all. It's very hard. Well, there's just not enough time in the world to see it all. No, but like you can't see the names <laughs> and stuff. I know. I was, uh, I was impressed because I, I thought it was going to be rolled out slowly. Like, like I, I'm just looking why at. Would bingeable. Why would they do that? Why would they dump it all out now? No. Why would they roll it out slowly? That doesn't keep, make sense from keep, a from keep a you coming business, back for more. Well, from a business standpoint, though, it makes sense to launch everything so that people can just binge it all, right? Like they so that they can see what's there, right? And then be like, eh, "Oh, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that." Did you because- not get super ex- like? Do you get excited when like limited runs or like shows come back to Netflix? Um, mm, like, what do you mean? Like when Parks and Rec came back to Netflix, I was stoked. Like we've watched it twice since it's come back. Yeah, I've never really watched it. Well, it's a good show. I think I've seen episodes. Angela will put it on sometimes when we're, you know, having lunch. That's a lunchtime <laughs> show. It's just like, hey, we're having lunch. Yeah, sometimes, you know, we, we used to watch shows like a short show, like either Superstore, Parks and Rec. Um Bob's Burgers, it's always sunny. Just something, you know, that's not like too long so you can have your sandwich and then go on with your day. Yeah, I think think the thing that I'm also looking at when I see the list is like every other show is something that Netflix has that I've used Netflix for and now I can just do it on Disney Plus. And Disney Plus cost me $89 for the year, right? Plus tax comes to like 101. If I, I look, I don't think they have tax on it. I think I pay tax. I know next year it's going up to a hundred dollars. So it's going up $11. But if I do 17 times 12, I pay $204 for Netflix a year. I'm getting better content for half the price with Disney plus. Hold on. Why aren't you just using your parents' Netflix account? My parents use my Netflix account. Oh, well, uh, sorry, I, I don't. I don't loafed. You're doing it backwards. Then I pay for mine. I pay for well, Chris and I, and then I pay for my sister and I pay for my parents. But I also like you have to pay like a few extra dollars to get it in 4K. Mm-hmm. 
So like it, the difference is two bucks. It's like uh, three screens or five screens is fifteen to seventeen dollars. No big deal. Yeah. Like and they two, keep they keep raising the price too every so, few years. Like I don't drink coffee, so I'm not going to notice two bucks. Fair enough. But can you believe that? That's a, that's double the price. And now Disney Plus's catalog is so extensive that I have less reason to use Netflix. It's um weird. yeah yes and no like i i understand from the price point you know i think the the content the volume of content on disney plus is just towering towering uh both amazon prime and uh netflix but the there, I, I feel like Netflix and Amazon Prime come out with more regular original content. And that's, I think that's where they stand out. More mm-hmm. so Netflix than Amazon Prime. Netflix tends to, almost on a weekly basis it seems, have a new TV show or a new movie out. That's a, a Netflix original. Yeah. Whereas with Disney Plus... You know, they have and it's great. You can binge watch all these your old favorite TV shows and your old favorite movies. But the the amount of new content that they release is significantly slower. Now, the quality of it is, you know, top notch of what you would expect. But, you know, like they they release a behind the scenes documentary series on the Mandalorian and I think one's coming out for WandaVision, right? Yeah. As a new show. And that's not really necessarily going to appeal to people because like there are people that, you know, watch movies with the director's commentary on. There are people that watch documentaries about making of films, but there's a lot of people who don't. So Disney's is kind of advertising these you know, kind of um secondary or tertiary shows that is piggybacking off of these other ones that they've released. And, and really it's for the diehard fans of these shows. Yeah. Releasing those as, you know, new content, watch stream now, but Netflix is releasing, you know, new movies that, you know, you don't need to necessarily be a diehard fan of, the a specific actor or the the movie itself or the director um because netflix is over the last few years has really been supporting you know smaller movie studios and filmmakers and stuff like that and getting their movies out to the masses and i think that's where netflix is retaining their value um the the cinematic content that they're releasing if if only you're just watching for like Netflix original stuff, there's enough on there, I think, that to justify the cost. Maybe not, you know, 14, 15 bucks in, uh, a month unless you're, you know, splitting the cost with a few people. But um, I think that's where the big difference between the two. Sure, with adding Star to Disney Plus, it's um, it just it you can't beat the amount of content on Disney plus a big part of that is because Disney owns so many other companies. Yeah. And as they continually add to it, like I can only imagine 30 for 30 from ESPN is coming soon. Um, 
a lot more of the ABC catalog is going to come over. People were pretty like people are still not satisfied. Like the big thing that was trending the other day was how come Malcolm in the middle wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. I was just like, like, okay, cool. Like, I understand that you're upset, but why? Well, like I, I saw, you know, that X files is now on uh, Disney plus. Mm-hmm. Thanks to star. Right. Like it was on um, that other one, Amazon prime for quite a while. I, I don't know if it's still on there or, or whatnot, but you know, I love the X-Files and that's a show that I'll throw on sometimes when I have nothing else to watch. Right. But that's something that, you know, I'm definitely going to watch and binge watch that series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that it's on Disney plus and Disney is also, that's another thing. Disney isn't removing content either. Like if it's on Disney plus it's, it's on there. You know, it's not like um, Netflix where they have a license for their movies and shows for a set amount of time and then it comes off. Right. Because like the stuff that's on Disney Plus, Disney owns or has some stake in the company that, you know, made it so they can have it forever. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So their library is only always ever going to grow. Whereas Netflix and Amazon Prime those libraries are constantly changing. Now the, I guess the advantage that they have is that on um, with Amazon prime and Netflix, there is that sense of urgency almost that, Oh, you know what? This movie that I've been meaning to watch, I just, they just, I found out that it's uh, being removed in two, three weeks. I better actually watch that. Right. Whereas with Disney Plus, you can make a wish list uh, or a watch list and, you know, there's no urgency to actually sit there and watch it because it's always going to be there. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, Speaking of Disney Plus and not to segue completely away from Disney Plus, um, what do you want? The Marvel News or the Disney Plus Marvel stuff? Isn't that all the same? Yes and no. Um, okay, we'll do we'll do Spider Man first. So, yesterday or not yesterday? I guess Tuesday. Tuesday, Tom Holland, Zendaya, and Jacob Blatt, uh, Badalin all posted, "Hey, we're super excited to release the name of Spider Man," and they were given logos and they posted them at the same time. And one was Spider-Man Phone Home, Spider-Man Homewrecker, and Spider-Man Home Slice. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, And it was funny because I guess Tom Holland did it like a minute or two earlier because, you know, he's Tom Holland. And Zendaya was like, what the fuck? And I'm assuming they were all in on the, the gag to begin with. Unless like John Watts is just like this incredible director slash mastermind and like actually fucked with them. But then they recorded a teaser today which is him coming out of the office is like, yeah, we were given fake names and they're like, do you have any idea what it is? Nope, nope, nope. And they walk by this whiteboard and it released the name of the Spider-Man movie called Spider-Man no way home. And it's cool. Cause if you like freeze frame the whiteboard, you can see like different names and titles. It's pretty awesome. But we finally have a title for the Spider-Man movie coming out in December it's going to be an exciting year. And that was pretty much uh, it for that. 
Are you surprised by the title? What do you think? Um, not not really. Not really. Because I think with you know we we know that Marvel stuff is always going to be interconnected. Um, with the way that Far From Home ended, and uh, what's his name, the Daily Bugle guy, Jonah Jameson. How he pretty much says that uh, Spider-Man is Peter Parker or whatever and outed him. You know, I think it's going to turn. It, it, it makes sense that now he might be on the run or he, he's hiding. Right. So he can't go home because everyone knows who he is and, you know, his family might be in danger or whatnot. Right. Uh, but I think it it works. It uh, if they are indeed going for a trilogy of Spider-Man movies. Right. Uh, that it the title kind of fits with what they're going from. Yeah. You know, before homecoming, they homecoming far from home, no way home. Yeah. And then everybody anticipates him to be kind of like, like iron spider or something. We'll see what it's called. Who knows? Um, the thing I do find interesting because Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness was supposed to come out sooner. This movie will now happen before Dr. Strange which is also slightly interesting because of what's going on in WandaVision and all the, the theories. So we do think that WandaVision is going to have a direct relation to Spider-Man and why there is multiple Spider-Man. But before we talk about WandaVision, I just want to pay respects to the most catchy little ditty I've heard in a week. I have to admit that had to be one of the more entertaining and catchy jingles I've heard in a television show in a long time. And I liked how it uh, it paid homage to like the monsters from mm-hmm. like, like back in the day, but it's also like everything that this show has done has been very on point with the the era. People were like, it was an interesting episode because I thought it actually was packed with a lot of content. It was shorter again, which I'm sure boiled your blood. But I'm, I'm used to the episodes being stupid short. Right from the title sequence, like people were like, oh, I wish it was more office. I wish it was this. I wish it was this. People didn't understand what the title sequence really meant. It was like, it was cool because they had the the jingle, which sounded a lot like The Office, right? Mm-hmm. It finished Modern Family, and the show was designed to be a mockumentary. That was the whole episode today, or this week, or last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but people were like, oh, yeah, like the, the title screen and like all the images were also offices. No. The Russo brothers directed Happy Endings, and they created Happy Endings. The title screen was a direct copy of... Of happy endings. However, there was one little piece of the title screen that I I noticed. And a lot of other people did on the internet too. There was a little heart on the 10. Like it was circled. A lot of people think there's going to be a 10th episode. Mainly because uh, a talent director was like, yeah. My client appears in episode 4, 6, 7, 9, and 10. Idiot. <laughs> 
There might be a surprise 10th episode or an epilogue episode or something like that. Who knows? Maybe. Um, but what were you, what were your thoughts? I know. Like, I feel like the, the series was kind of going in a interesting direction. Um, I still did not enjoy the, the TV s- series parts only because I feel like it's overacting. Like I, I dislike those kinds of things, like those shows where it's like the actors are just overacting. And I understand that is what they're kind of going for. They're, they're kind of making fun of themselves now in the sense that like, they know that this is, she's just acting out her own kind of TV show world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy, I I'm enjoying the, the story where it's going. I still think, and I stand by, if you have not watched WandaVision yet, skip episodes one through four. You are not missing a thing. Skip episode one and two, one and three, one to three. You could skip. Um, I think. <sighs> uh, the, is this one hard for you to kind of? It, it's tough because they they're adding more stuff, and we we've got like what three more episodes, and they've just added a whole new plot point, and I don't know how they're going to satisfyingly wrap this show up in three episodes. And maybe, you know, like you said, there's the rumors that there's going to be like a 10th episode or something like that. Yeah, so that would only be two actual episodes because we just saw episode seven. That's right. Um, So it's it's one of these things where, you know, like when you're watching like an actual TV series and you're on the the season finale and you know it's just going to be a cliffhanger. I feel like that's what's going to happen with this. And then it's going to lead into like a movie or something like that, um, which will be really disappointing. Um, and Especially because you have to wait a year for the movie. Right. Um, so like, I, I dislike how they, how they, and, and obviously like, I'm going to have to see how they go with Agatha or whatever. Um, but I dislike how they've now changed who the villain so to speak is i still think we haven't seen the villain right but like as a viewer right now we know that agatha has been controlling everything when up until this point up until that point you think and believe that um wanda is the one controlling everything and we know that she's kind of made uh westview or whatever her her own little world, right? Mm-hmm. She's kind of controlling stuff, but then there's someone else kind of pulling strings and, and it just, it makes it difficult to kind of care for the characters or dislike them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, you, you care for vision and I think there's a lot of sympathy for vision because we know that, you know, he was dead. He was brought back to life and now he's kind of stuck. Like he, we know that he, his robot love for Wanda is there. Um, and he's trying to kind of figure out what's going on and he's out of the loop. Right. 
So you feel bad for the guy, just like you would feel bad for anyone else who, you know, in a movie or show that, you know, has woken up from a coma and is trying to figure their shit out again. Right. But now it's now they've introduced another character or they've changed a character to be significantly more than what we were led to believe. And it changes the dynamic of the show yet again. And I, I feel like there's too much in each episode that changes that is making it an enjoyable thing because it, it makes it difficult to become invested in a character or the story because the next episode, we know that it's just going to be thrown in their face. See, I, I, I want to agree with you, but I, I just can't because I don't, I don't think a bait and switch happened where it's to the, to the point where, they they won't like they've ruined the illusion of who is the bad guy. Like a lot of people think it's Mephisto, but who is Mephisto? We still haven't seen this quote unquote Luke Skywalker type cameo. But I think anything short of like a massive Avenger is going to be considered disappointing. But I, I really don't think that they're doing anything wrong. You always kind of knew something was controlling her because it's like, it's following the comic lines of House of M. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, maybe it's a little odd that it sounds like Agatha ate the children. Possibly. I I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I but hope I, so. I don't, I don't think they're stretching it to the point where it's like, hey, like, we've made this too confusing for you guys. I think it's going to actually be kind of the opposite where... The next two, uh, the next two and or three episodes are going to just come out like swinging, like she's in trouble now. Vision can't get to her. They've been separated. All these kind of things, right? Right. It's interesting to me to see kind of like how they've laid it out. Now, Darcy's stuck in the hex as well, which is a little bit different and unique. And she's like got superhero powers. Oh, wait, no, not her. That's the other one. Monica Rambeau is photon. That's always been a thing. I know, but it's just like, okay, she now gets her superpowers from going through the hex. Well, the hex activated her mutant gene. Yeah. Keep up. But even the whole thing with like the mysteries, uh, space engineers, right? Everybody was like, oh my God, maybe the Luke Skywalker thing is going to be like Reed Richards. And we're finally going to meet who Mr. Fantastic is. Which a lot of people believe is John Krasinski. And this is leading people to believe that it's like a scroll. Um, the the scrolls from Captain Marvel that knew Monica when she was a child. So they think that was kind of like one of the things. I think as a whole, this weekend or this episode has to be a nine out of ten or higher going into the presumed finale. Or what I think might happen is they might release two episodes at the same time and be like, hey, guys, this is a two parter type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's done. Well, obviously it's not done yet, but I don't think like, I, I think the best is yet to come. And I think the slow burn rapidly started picking up and like puzzle pieces are dropping fast enough that you're starting to pick up and be like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Like who is Pietro? Like, is it, is it her or is it Agatha's son, Nicholas scratch from the comics? Is that who also has been the rabbit? That big cicada that was on the curtain. Is that Mephesto? Like, what is going on? How is Wanda starting to, like, figure this stuff out? 
Also, the one thing I did notice, because I've watched it twice now, every time reality changes for her between the show and her breaking reality or her re-realizing reality, do you notice the aspect ratio always changes? Uh, the only one that I noticed was the really drastic one when it went from four by three to 16 by nine. Yeah. Very good though. Very, very good. (laughs) It's like, that was like episode what end of episode two. Yeah. It it happens in almost every episode. I don't know. What, what are your predictions for this week then? I don't know. I think they're going to play around with the whole Agatha thing being evil, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see the mid mid credit scene? Yes, I did. Um, they're going to play into that because now Petro is bad, apparently. Well, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know this this series. It's every episode does something different and something out of, out of the ordinary. Right. Um, or I, I guess unexpected that it's kind of hard to say where it's going. Ultimately, you know, this series is just here as filler to lead to, uh, bigger things in the cinematic universe. Absolutely. That's it. Well, I think we've unpacked a ton to the point where I now want to just go lay in front of Disney star (laughs) for the Disney plus star for the next three hours or until I fall asleep. But with that being said, that is it for this episode. Again, if you guys like what you're listening to, please subscribe, comment on Instagram, communicate with us, tell your friends about us. We love having you here. Maybe maybe David will listen to uh, or read some of your thoughts before he drives around on a scooter. And he'll I'll think, uh, about I'll think about the things that you say. Tell me how cool it is and how jealous you are. You should make the ocean spray TikTok, but with the wind blowing through your hair on your scooter. And then we'll post it on our TikTok. Yeah, maybe maybe once I get more comfortable scooting this thing around. Yeah, you should probably buy a helmet. Yeah, maybe too. Helmet for the helmet, just in case. All right, guys, that's it. We'll talk to you later.